It's impossible to quantify the amount of ass I kicked in sword drills in vacation Bible schools. <laughs> 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 Why did you tweet to Max Lucado? Because that was hilarious. Like, are you a Jedi? I told him his name sounded like the name of a Jedi. Scasm better. Yeah. I think it's more of an explosive title to me. <laughs> I was like, surely somebody's gonna get upset about this. Hello and welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining us. It's been a couple weeks since we've done an episode. But we got a good one today. We're going to be dealing with all of the most important issues in Christianity. And with me today, she's already laughing. She can't even keep a straight face while I do the introduction. She is the author of Give Them Grace, Everyday Grace, and Grace Apocalypse, which is not an actual book. But I'm trying to get her to title her next book, Grace Apocalypse. Jessica Thompson, how are you doing? What's up, fun, sexy Bible time? Would you rather I call? Am go good. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, that was it. I'm good. Uh, would you rather call your next book Grace Apocalypse? Yeah. Or could you write a marriage manual, like a uh-huh. like an like an intimacy guide for Christian couples called Grace Gasm? Uh-huh. <laughs> I think I think I like Grace Gasm better. Yeah, I think it's more of an explosive title to me. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yes, and when you when you're writing a book for married married Christian people having sex, you want an explosive title. You, for sure. I mean, what it was it the Christian Sutra? Is that what you called I, yours? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> that article. I can't I mean for everybody who's listening, if they haven't read it, they need to go immediately and read that because that was amazing. The pictures at the end is really what did it with the different names. That is what did it. I, I, I still have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Jessica, you are one third of your own podcast. Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I didn't, didn't even do a joke yet. I know. Like you're, you're just one third of your podcast. I don't oh. know why that sounded bad. I'm sorry. Keep going. I mean, okay. <laughs> one third of Front Porch with the Fitzes. You guys are yeah. currently on a little bit of a hiatus because uh, we are. the brother injured himself fighting crime, I'm guessing. Yes, that that's right. Okay. Right, yeah. He was time traveling back to try and get Michael W. Smith to never put out an album. And in the time travel, he actually hurt himself. And so, but when he came back, he still had the injury and had to go get um, surgery for a hernia. Because Bill Gaither sent the Imperials after him to stop him. <laughs> The Imperials. Hey, yeah. shout out to the okay. seven people listening to this who know who the Imperials are. <laughs> I knew who they were. Uh, can we go back to your Christian thing for just a sec? Absolutely. <laughs> I will have you know that I'm going to a new church now, and I went ahead and gave that to my pastor's wife as a test mm-hmm. to see, you know, like, is this where I really belong? And, um, and she came Victoria back with that. <laughs> she came back with that. 
the farewell Rob Bell was her favorite position. So I was uh, like, okay, I think the Lord has spoken to me. We're at home. That's how we, uh, that's how Kendra and I conceived our, our upcoming child. (laughs) Seamless segue here. (laughs) Jessica, I apologize. I'm in withdrawals from election fever. I just had so much fun during the election, and I can't wait for the next one. Oh, my gosh. I want them to start campaigning now for the 2020 election. Oh, gosh. I want Hillary to run again, Bernie to run again. Let's just run the whole thing back. (laughs) You want the whole thing back. All 17 Republican candidates jump in the primary. (laughs) Let's do it. Oh, how are we where we're at? I mean, I'd like to see it all again just because I want to watch it in slow-mo this time because I have no idea what just happened. Yeah, let me preface this by saying, like, I I don't really want to know who you voted for. I'm not going to say who I voted for. Like, just just some basic observations, some nonpartisan yeah. observations here. Yeah, yeah. It's is pretty incredible. <laughs> all of it, right? And Christian Twitter like and, and Christian Facebook Blew are so woke up. right now. <laughs> It's in, like, I can't even get on there for more than 30 seconds without being like, what has happened? I really thought, and this was so naive of me, I really thought that after the election, things would settle down. Because they were kind of amping up the closer the election got. And I honestly thought, I'm like, it's going to be over. Like, it'll just, I mean, the decision made, it's done. But it has gotten worse by, like, a thousand percent. Hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, if we go back, like, could we say that the whole thing even peaked when Donald Trump tweeted out that Russell Moore was a nasty guy with no heart? <laughs> I laugh every time I think about that. Oh, my gosh. I can't. Yeah. See, but I thought it did peak then. But now it feels like, oh, my gosh, maybe we're ramping back back up. I don't even know. Like, how many think pieces are there out there? How can we get more? How? <laughs> it's incredible. Like, I don't there's know. There's so many. I mean, there's so many things. Like, if you're if you're demented in the way that I am, like, there are so many things <laughs> that you can just take sick pleasure out of. I'm just like, <laughs> so many people are miserable right now. There's so much to laugh about. So many. Right. So many. I mean, everyone is miserable. And like no one, even the people who are rejoicing are doing it in a miserable way. How about this? It's like. No, go no. ahead. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> How about this? Least of those not being Donald Trump himself. <laughs> he doesn't even want to move into the White right? House. <laughs> right? He's wanting I to commute. Just... <laughs> he wants to live in he, Trump Tower. Which is, I mean, I don't, I don't even know. Like, every time he travels, Utes, which is insane, they have to shut down, like, every airport, like, because he's the president. So he's going to be, like, flying back and forth in every airport, you know, all those airports. It's just, anyway. I mean, everybody says, like. No one's happy. Everybody says, like, well, he never expected to win or, like, he didn't actually want to win. Like, I don't know if that's true, but he definitely has a look about him now. Like, oh, oh gosh, this is real. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. He does. And I think, like, what do you think his wife thinks? 
Like, did she ever get to be the first lady of the United States? I actually like his wife. I think she seems like a nice person. But still, even if she is a nice person, which, you know, I, I've never met her personally, but, uh, would, like, where their life was before he started this, like, would she have ever expected? Like, it just seems like such a radical turn mm-hmm. for him to run, win, and now they're going to commute to the White House. <laughs> I, I Do you know? know? You know, and the other side of the coin is, like, I mean, how about Hillary? Like, apparently didn't even have, like, a concession speech prepared. And, like, shut herself oh, up. Oh, I didn't know that. Shut herself up in Gosh. the hotel room and wouldn't even come out. <laughs> I mean. It's almost, it's almost like people in Wisconsin who are out of work don't care what celebrities have to say. It's almost like the, it's almost like all the times John Oliver destroyed John, Donald Trump didn't, didn't count for anything. Right. Didn't. Like, they literally didn't, <laughs> which is surprising because I thought that celebrities moved this country, but apparently no. What Madonna says doesn't bear very much weight. <laughs> and then you've got, like, the, um, the evangelicals who are now scrambling around. And, we, you know, not to mention names, but Warren Throckmorton. Let's just throw him out there. and <laughs> Like everybody, you can't go a podcast without mentioning him. Everybody who took a dump on Eric Metaxas is now like scrambling around trying to figure out like, well, what do we do now? Because he actually won. Like we can't raise right. up this great Christian leader to take the White House back in four years because we're stuck with President Trump. Right. What about all that? Wasn't there some guy? I thought you sent me some clip of a guy prophesying. Like, he got a word from the Lord, remember, that Trump was going to win. Did you see that? Did you send it to me or no? I, that, I mean, I vaguely remember something like that. Um, like, all these people who have, like, said, I have a word from the Lord, Trump's going to win. And they are those people are crazy, like, certifiably <laughs> crazy. And then he wins, and now they go ahead and just say whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Like, the implications are far-reaching. And let's not leave the um, let's not leave like the progressive Christians out of this too, because some of their oh, butt hurt, some of their butt hurt has been like performance <laughs> art level <laughs> impressive. It really, really I, has. I mean, like you know, if you're like a, a Mexican immigrant in this country working, trying to make yourself better and take care of your family, and like you're legitimately concerned, yes, I have empathy for you. Yeah, if you're like a rich white woman. Who like stays at home all day on Facebook? <laughs> and you're posting that you're that afraid like to my get life. out. Of, you're posting that you're afraid to get out of bed in the morning because Trump <laughs> won. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, I mean, how much empathy do you really deserve? Like, you, how, right. how much different is well, that's your life? legitimate. How much different is your life now than it was a couple days ago? <laughs> right. Same. No. Yeah. They definitely agree. That's funny. But there is a lot, like, the whole, what everybody's afraid of, which, again, like you were saying, there are some legitimate things to be scared of. But but it is, like, I can't get out of my bed, and I live in a neighborhood <laughs> where the average income is, you know, $250,000 a year. A gated community where there are no minorities. Gated, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're probably, you're probably going to be okay. It's a guess. 
I'm no prophet myself. I did not, I did not prophesy that Trump was going to win. I'm going to guess you're going to be okay. Okay, seriously, like you know the thing that it reminds me of. Is, I don't know where you were in 1992, but I was ensconced inside the homeschool fundamentalist circuit. It reminds okay. me a lot of in 92 when Clinton won, and like the evangelicals yeah. lost their minds because lost they thought it. that he was. I mean, we heard all sorts of things. You know, he was going to yes. outlaw homeschooling. He was going to bring in the, the right. new world order that he was, you know, right. shut the churches down. And it's like he didn't care. Like maybe no, like as an abstract thought, he might have had thoughts about homeschooling, but he didn't right. care. <laughs> like he had bigger things to right. do. I was uh, in Bible college when he was elected, and I we were actually had class that night. And uh-huh. I remember people sobbing <laughs> i'm not i'm not lying sobbing people in the college sobbing because he got elected like they were sure that god had forsaken his homeland which is of course the united states of America. so you so you you're going to liberty university at that time <laughs> no but close i just i remember i was like whoa what yeah i think the common sobbing. thread and like those people and like the progressive Christians would never want to admit that they have this in common. But I think the common thread there is there's just a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of hubris there to think that like yeah. when someone is elected, their first order of business is to come after me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like they have nothing else to do. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've just, I've thoroughly enjoyed every twist and turn. You are just, you have alerts for Warren Throckmorton's Twitter that when he, <laughs> he tweets something, it just comes straight to your phone. Like, it's like he's texting me personally. No, I eventually had to drop, I eventually had to drop him because it was, it was getting out of hand. Yeah, that, he was a nasty guy with no heart. <laughs> he was a nasty guy with no heart. <laughs> no, but, oh. I've been uh, I've been dropped a few times myself, so I, I try not to hold it. Yeah, uh, me as well. I I know that I I get it. Sometimes you just can't anymore, and it's understandable. Who's it, do you keep track of like people who have unfollowed you? Like, who's your favorite person that has unfollowed you? Oh, uh, I don't keep track. Should I? No, I mean like. It's not like, I mean, once you get like a bunch of followers, it's hard to go back and, and check, obviously. But you can see like yeah. certain people follow you and then you run across them again and they're not following you. It's like, oh. And they haven't followed. Okay, there was someone that I thought was following me and then I went and checked and they weren't. Like I went to go send them a direct message and then I was like, oh, we're not <laughs> friends anymore. <laughs> I do remember that. And then I, I might have tweeted something about it, like that awkward moment when you go to want to dm and they don't follow you, you anymore mm-hmm. and then i went back and looked and they were following me so i don't know if they saw that oh wow and then a followed that was my twists and turns but i don't really i don't i don't i don't keep track has craig cabinus stopped following you is that why know. you're asking me that let me go check craig cabinus craig cabinus how you doing buddy Hadn't talked about Craig Cabinus. There's no way he listens. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, I was followed one time by the... Uh, yeah, he still follows me. We're good. Good for him. We're good, double C. Um, 
I was followed one time by, I think it was the president of Midwest Bible Theological Seminary. One of those like seminaries oh, in the Midwest. Oh, gosh. That and lasted 32 seconds, didn't it? <laughs> it really did. He was gone like almost immediately. <laughs> Tweet you, I lose followers. <laughs> and I also got followed one time by um, by a Christian author, and I'm not going to say your name, but it rhymes with Maury uh-huh. Jaika. <laughs> <laughs> and she followed me one time, and then like I, I'm sure I tweeted something about like do angels have wieners or something crazy like that. <laughs> and then like I ran across her like the next day, and she was all she was already gone. <laughs> Uh, but you love that. You love it when people follow you and then unfollow you. Like, that gives you joy, right? Yeah, I lost, like, seven followers, like, in one night the other night. I think it was... Oh, that's good. I think it was when I tweeted something, like, I was, like, in a really weird mood, and I just, out of the blue, I was like, it's impossible to quantify the amount of ass I kicked in sword grills in Vacation Bible <laughs> 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 just... What did you tweet to Max Lucado? That was hilarious. Like, are you a Jedi? I told him his name sounded like the name of a Jedi. And then, like, right (laughs) after that, are you a Jedi? Yes, no. Yes, no. Why slash no. (laughs) And he never responded. That was good. I'm guessing that's weird. Because his name does sound like he's a Jedi. It sounds like the greatest Star Wars name ever, Max Lucado. It, It really does. Oh, funny. Yeah. Right. Speaking of funny, so my yeah. Twitter my Twitter blew up uh, this week. Um, yeah. From our good friend John Piper. He, <laughs> <laughs> he, he um he dropped a post on Desiring God. <laughs> Did my lust cause our miscarriage? <laughs> Oh gosh, I can't, almost can't even laugh. And I sent it to you because yeah. I mean, we have to, we have to, we have to have a little talk about John. Yeah, um, Johnny let me, P. Let me preface this: like, there are, yeah, there are people like Christianity is, is so so tribal. Like that's a good word. It's it's very tribal, right? Yes, now. it is. And like people, conservative evangelicals, they will defend theologians. I mean. Driscoll had defenders until Mars Hill was on fire. Like, I mean, they'll just defend literally, yeah, the very end. But there's also people on the left in Christianity who it's like they don't really bring anything to the table. Like, they just sort of exist to tear people down. And like, I, that's neither right. one of those is me. Like, I'm just I'm kind of in the middle, and just, right. <laughs> I just have some questions about John right. Jessica Thompson. I want to say though that like before we talk about this article, I. I'm grateful for John Piper. Like, we'll just get that out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you were saying, I'm not part of his tribe, but I also don't want to see his demise. But this article, I don't even know. I, <laughs> I, I read it with my mouth open. There's like a certain emoji. It's like the one face with like kind of the sad eyes and the mouth kind of gaping open. I think that's what I looked like when I read this. What is happening over there? I, I, I need not, answers. I do not understand. Um, I mean, I, f- I feel like, okay, first of all, let me just give like a brief thing. Like, did, if you haven't seen this article yet, it's, it's the Ask Pastor John thing where he takes the question 
And his question was from this guy who apparently struggles with pornography and him and his wife just lost a baby in mm. his carriage. He's asking, did God take this baby because of my <sighs> sin? And uh, Piper just sort of hems and haws and basically just says, well, maybe. I mean, maybe it's possible. Yeah. But gave examples, right? Like of yeah. David and Bathsheba, even. <sighs> like, that's... the I'm not even really angry about this. Like, I'm, I'm just confused. Like, first of all, like, at no point did I see, or maybe I misread it, did Piper say, hey, I'm sorry you lost your child. Yeah, no. Like, that that doesn't take anything away from your theology to treat somebody like a human. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just, snort, but... Despite yeah, what John McCarthy that's... might say. Like... <laughs> It's not a sign of theological weakness, you know, to just oh. put your arm around somebody and give them a hug. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he, he goes to David and friggin' Bathsheba as, like, his go-to text. Oh. Which just baffles me. Like, why would you go there? Because, to me, like, why wouldn't you go to John chapter 9? Like, that's, that's my big question. Is that not a more relevant passage? And I'll, I'll, I've got it pulled up. I'll read it right Yeah, here. do it. Yeah. Um, it's about the man who was born blind that Jesus confronts. Right. It says, John chapter 9, as he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And then and Jesus is speaking. He says, neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened right. so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Right. I guess you could nitpick and say, well, maybe that was just one case or, you know, whatever. But, I mean, is that not by far like the more relevant passage? Yes, it absolutely is because it speak. I think it speaks directly to it. It's so the amount of guilt. I mean, what does that do to a marriage when you read your pornography, your your addiction to pornography killed my baby? Yeah. What does that do to a marriage? What does that do to that man's life? I, I honestly don't even know. Yeah, and the part that I, I mean, I, I don't have an answer for that. Like, I'm just moving on to the next thing because I'm totally yeah. baffled. But yeah, um, in the article at number three, where it's talking about, um, you know, does God, you know, could God kill a baby to punish you for your sin? And Piper goes on this like bizarre tangent about. He says, I would certainly say in my own life, the most painful and humbling disciplining from the Lord has regularly been through the pain and suffering and sometimes death of those I Gosh. love. Like, I mean, I, I don't even know how to, like, what do you mean? Are you saying that God kills people because you, John Piper, have sinned? Like, <laughs> right. And it really what, sounds like that, doesn't it? What does it? that mean? Like, is well, there I any... Mean, I mean, I've got nothing. Like, what do you think? I, 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 that's what it sounds like he's saying. Well, even down further when he's talking about Jonathan and his wife, right? So Edward's godly wife, Sarah, spoke about kissing the rod of God in the death of her 54-year-old husband, a rod of discipline that she felt more than anyone. She called it a rod of God on her back, and she kissed it. Okay, so... Was is, is what he's saying, her husband's death, was that discipline for her sin? Because like the Bible I know, the Jesus I know, I thought all of the wrath of God for all of our sin was poured out on his son. So then when we say stuff like this, 
you're, I'm going to get all fired up. When we say <laughs> stuff like this, like it's not, it's not even close to the Bible. Where are we going with this? What does it say about the work of Jesus? Was that incomplete to pay for our sins? Well, like, you know, I don't, this is sort of the same argument that I have with like the cessationists who say God doesn't do any miracles anymore. Like, yeah. I don't ever want to be on the side of neutering God. Like God is right. God. He can do whatever he wants. He can punish right. us. He can do miracles. He can do whatever he wants. I, I just feel like Jesus addressed this pretty, <laughs> pretty clearly. But like, right. you know, I mean, I, I don't know why you can't just go to that text and work yeah. your way out. Yeah. And why you have to jump back into the old covenant. Um, right. Not that the old covenant is worthless, but when it's, you know, when it's superseded by something in the New Testament, why are you going to ignore that? Right. I mean, death for disobedience, death for disobedience, that part of the curse was done away with in Christ. Now, does that, but like there are times when our natural consequences, like I drive drunk and I kill someone. Okay. That's, that for sure is a natural consequence. But a man looking at pornography or uh, killing their unborn baby that that is a leap that I can't, I just can't even make. And someone uh, here, and here is the here's the crux of the matter. These guys that have been real fathers and leaders in the church for so many years now, and are getting older. And it's not just John Piper; there are others. Mm-hmm. These guys need someone who loves them enough to come and tell them, "Hey, go ahead and just stop now." Like we don't. We don't really need to do these anymore. It's going to be okay. Yeah. And, you know, I had a lot of fun joking around with one of uh, Desiring God's other big think pieces, which was, do you exercise like a non-believer? Oh, my gosh. Which, yep, I saw that. I mean, I, that's in the big in the scheme of things. It's relatively harmless. But like, right. I mean, Compared to this, it is. sort of yeah. funny that, like, I mean, we will find a way to make a rule about everything. Right. There, they had another piece about how cremation, cremating your loved ones was a sin. Yes, I remember that one. And then I, I think he had another one, too, about like how plastic surgery was most likely a sin. And yeah. It's like, well, what the frick, man? Like, what about like Operation <laughs> Smile that like goes and like fixes kids' cleft palates down in South America? Like. <gasps> Get after right. them, get down there and tell them, stop, stop them before they're damned to hell. <laughs> oh, I just, I pray that there is someone in my life that loves me enough to be like, yes, you're yeah. now almost insane. So go ahead and just stop. <laughs> just stop. Maybe there's people that are saying that now and I'm not listening. <laughs> now I'm nervous. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not on a witch hunt or anything as Piper. I just, I'm just baffled. Like, what yeah. is what is happening right now? Because he is someone who is, I believe, made a lot of positive contributions. It's yes. just, you know, he's becoming known now more for these things than right. good things. Which is so sad. I yeah. think that it's 2016's fault, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I mean, what has happened this year? I, I It's been... It's been fun. <laughs> when the year starts with the breakup of One Direction, you know it's not going anywhere good. Like, it just goes down from there. Jan Crouch died. Jack Chick died. Right? I just... Yeah. I think, like, I think as Christians, like, I think famous Christians, when they get above the age of 70... Yes. They just go crazy. 
Yeah. I'm sorry, like, but they just they just slowly go nuts because like too you know, there much. Was, there was that clip of Jan Crouch talking about her chicken. That <laughs> I'm sure I've sent that to you at some point of like how she had a chicken <laughs> and God raised the chicken from the dead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's good. That's good computer viewing right there. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't know. But it's it makes me yearn for a simpler time when when Christian Twitter just fought over yoga pants. <laughs> I, you need to tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that yoga pants fight, that was real. That was so yeah. real. It got real there for a minute. It did. Oh, my gosh. Was, I can't believe was, we were fighting over yoga pants. It was beautiful. Like, it was so freaking beautiful to watch Christians, <laughs> like, like as, as like, the, the Levites stepped around the bleeding man in the road. Yes, yes. Watching Christians, like, sidestep every important issue. So that they could go to war over yoga yoga pants. pants. You're wearing some right now, aren't you? I'm wearing two pairs right now. (laughs) I'm I'm doubling up. So bad. Oh, that's hilarious. I wonder about that lady because I think she like she like deleted her whole website and was like gone from Twitter for a while and yeah. I found like she has like some Twitter account, but that had been posted on for like three years. So, oh my gosh, crucified to the Twitter gods! All I mean, there's so many people. You tweet one wrong thing out. I mean, except you, you tweet several <laughs> wrong things a day. <laughs> I really tweet. thought the "see you at the poll" tweet was going to undo me. <laughs> Wait, I didn't see it. Did I? I was on a I was on a stretch a couple months ago where I was like tweeting out Christian sexts. Like S E X S, and I was like Christian sext. See you at the poll. <laughs> I was like, surely somebody's gonna get upset about this, but nobody no did. One did. I lost well, lost some followers, but that was it. That tells you a lot about your followers. That is for sure. Hey, if you follow me on Twitter, thank you. I love you. <laughs> if you've if you've hung in there from me talking about how big Goliath's poops were. To whether angels have boobs. <laughs> so making like crude jokes about see you at the pole. Oh. I appreciate it. You are you are truly Gideon's army. You have... Oh, you're doing a good work, Matthew. You're doing a good work. <laughs> Do not give up, though you may lose heart. Unless Don't you're give the, up. Uh, unless you're the president of Midwestern Bible <laughs> Theologists or whatever it's called. I mean, that guy was gone so fast. <laughs> could have seen his face i wish there was some way to watch people's faces when they read your tweets that i would pay money for because like i he followed me and then like somebody else followed me and i wanted to like check and see or something and i went back to my followers list and like he was like i mean it was like a matter of like hours it's <laughs> like that was an accident <laughs> probably what happened is like the um you know how they have those computer programs that, like, check what you're viewing? It probably blocked you immediately. Uh, guardian eyes or whatever. Yes, called. yep. Covenant eyes, yep. It was, like, immediately blocked you. Yeah. That's probably what happened. Yeah. and 
I'm probably the uh, the serious Christian author who unfollowed me. It's probably something very similar. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably some like joke about Song of Solomon naked. <laughs> I, I don't know. Also... You just you're just one trying to think of some way to say naked. I know it. <laughs> uh, okay. Before we go, Jessica Thompson, we have to end on a yeah. high note. Well, this entire podcast has been a high note. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> <clears throat> I have an inappropriate faith-based film to pitch to you, and I'm going to need you to... <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. Give me a second. Cause... Okay. I'm going to need you to help me develop this idea. Okay. And, yeah, confirm to people you have no idea what's coming. I literally, I have no idea what's about to come, so my reaction will be genuine, like, no idea. I'm honestly a little bit scared. Because we have some bad faith-based movies that come down the pike. I mean, most most (laughs) faith-based movies are bad, I think is what you meant to say there. Yeah. (laughs) But we're going to make faith-based movies great again, just because. (laughs) Okay, faith-based film called The Garden of Eden. And you're probably already mentally checking out just because of the title. I'm listening. Go. Okay. Premise. Strip club magnate estranged from his family dies. His main Uh strip club is called Eden. And he deeds the entire business of Eden to his grandson who is a sophomore at Christian college. (laughs) He's a straight-laced, homeschooled Christian college. He's never seen a naked woman before. Right. One of these guys that just, like, wears, like, a collared shirt at all times. Yes. He's living, like, a bucolic existence far away at some, some, you know out-of-the-way Christian school. He's planning on going yeah. into the ministry. He's got a perfect little blonde-headed girlfriend. Right. She's very prim and proper. Yes. His family is very strict. <clears throat> is her name Susie? <laughs> it could be. Okay. okay. It, well, it's a millennial film, so it's Susie, but it's spelled S-U-Z-E. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I like it. And uh-huh. one day, into this peaceful, idyllic existence... Right. The world is shattered when a lawyer turns up in his dorm room. What's, wait, what's the lawyer's name? Did you come up with that? Uh, I haven't. Um, uh, Wolf Shelverstein. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, that's good. It kind of sounded a little bit like Shel Silverstein, but yeah, I'm we'll going to go with Wolf Silverstein. That's good. Go. Okay, we'll, have to, we'll, have to, we'll, we'll change that in pre-production. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Banging on his dorm room, he opens yeah. the door. Wolf, the lawyer, hands him the deed to the strip club Eden, and says, "You are now in charge of this." <laughs> okay. His, his world is yeah. shattered. He doesn't know what to do. He's never right. seen a naked woman before. His girlfriend yeah. is worried. His family is furious. Right. Yeah, is furious. furious. Not because they wanted the business per se. But they're right. angry that it, they got passed over and everything's just dumped on him. Oh, wow. I didn't see that. I thought they'd be mad because it was, like, morally wrong. Well, that, too. Oh, like, okay. They're, they're thinking, it's like, well, we could have dealt with this. Why is this dumped on him? He's just a yes. kid. Yes. Okay. 
but he's a he's a legal adult, so I mean this is his this is his now. Right. So he goes into the he, he gets a lawyer to take him into the strip club like during like non business hours. So he's going in there to check it out and he's obviously thinking, Well, we're just gonna have to close this down. But then he sees like the dancers coming in and they're like single <clears throat> mothers and some of them have like tiny children that they're like right. saying goodbye to at the front door, they're coming into mm-hmm. work. And so he has this yeah. crisis of conscience of like if I shut this down, what happens to these women? Right. So now that's the crux of the story. I'm I you're building. I can feel it. Go for it. Yeah. He's tell thinking, me. Is the Christ-like thing to shut this down? Is the if I shut this down, these women are going to be out. They some of them don't have any other you know employable right. skills. You know this is how they take care of their children. And he's feeling pressure from his girlfriend, who's freaking out, thinking that you know you shouldn't even be dealing with this his parents are saying right. shut it down shut it down everybody's saying to shut it down yeah yeah um and then he has like an interaction with like one of the dancers who's like his age and has like yeah. a tiny little adorable daughter and the little girl is like really taking a shine to this guy because wait guy wait is... wait i'm sorry what's the girl's name um charity <laughs> that's good <laughs> okay keep going and uh so like the, the the dad of this little girl is not in the picture and right you know, there now there's a little ambiguity of like he's friends with this dancer now but like he can't get yeah. too close and like they're, are they playing house if they're not actually together and uh <laughs> then he decides to keep the club open but like he won't really in there while they're dancing but then he's getting <laughs> pressure from like the church of like you know you're contributing to lust and the breakdown of society then his christian college kicks him out because he's the owner oh, of a strip geez. club yeah, I but can't... does he tithe? Do you think he tithes? Oh, see, off this of... is why I brought you in on this. Yeah, because I mean, I wonder like how the church would be if he was tithing, and they could get you know the new organ they really wanted. This is true. I, I don't think his main beef is with the church. I think it's with the Christian college because they just came okay. out because yeah, he owns a strip club. You can't have somebody like that, right? No, yeah, in of your course. dorm. Yeah, um, it's a Baptist school, of course. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. And now there's, like, this weird, like, triangle between the main character and his girlfriend, Susie, and the dancer, yeah. Charity. And yeah. And you're thinking, like, oh, gosh, like, you know, is, is the girlfriend being too judgmental? Or is, right. the, is, is Charity the dancer? Is she, like, trying to play that, this guy? Yeah, and yeah. And him down? Legitimate concerns, yeah. And then, uh, you know, he, you feel like he's starting to fall apart a little bit, and his family is, you know, threatening to cut him off from everything. Yes or no, does he take a long walk in the rain with music by Amy Grant playing in the background? Uh, can it be I Will Remember You? <laughs> yes. That really sad sounding Amy Grant song? Yes, it can. Okay, good. So, because Baby Baby's just not going to do it. <laughs> well, maybe that was one of the songs the girls danced to. Like as Charity was getting to know him more, maybe she started dancing to that song. Let's leave my Gary Chapman fan fiction out of this, please. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Okay, so he's at the point where he's like, it's intense and he doesn't know what to do. And then like he, like he, oh, we'll, we'll use your thing. He goes for a walk through the rain and winds up in yeah. this tiny little church. And there's this woman in the church giving like this talk about, you know, how God delivered her from, you know, a life of, of sin. And she was an escort and she was in a yeah. victim of human trafficking and all of this. Right. And then like he has this epiphany that we can't see. And then like the story skips through like three months and you see like he is renovated Eden. It is no longer a strip club, <laughs> Jessica Thompson. Yeah. 
what is it? It is now a locally sourced organic restaurant. <laughs> and all of the dancers are the wait staff now. And behind behind the, uh, the building, they've like plowed the field up and made this like huge garden and orchard where they grow all their own food. Hence yes. Garden of Eden. Yes. And the yes. Final, the final scene, and, and we haven't worked out the ending, but the final scene is he's walking through the Garden of Eden. Yeah. And you see, like, a woman, like, walking, like, through the plants to, towards him. And right. Her hand is gently brushing tomato leaves, yes. like tomato plant leaves. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you can't tell if it's the girlfriend yes. or the mm. dancer. Oh, so good. Do we get closure? Who is it? Who do you think it is? I Charity really obviously ch- works at Eden, the restaurant. I really want it to be Charity. Okay. Yeah, I really do. I feel like Susie was judgmental. I feel like the, and, um, I feel like the, the female audience is going to react negatively to Susie because she has, like, yeah. long straight blonde hair going down in the back, yeah. and she's got, like, the prim white sweater pullover. Right. Can you, oh, can you yeah, visualize yeah. this? Like Mandy Moore from A Walk to Remember, like the kind of, like, <laughs> pullover sweater that makes you look like an old woman <laughs> a grandma sweater a grandma, grandma cardigan sweater, yes. yeah 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 i really want it to be charity and i want her to like be in a dress you know and she still has tattoos and stuff because she's lived a hard life so you still see those kind of you know you see like parts of the tattoos but her face is soft now and she's got just a single flower in her hair and she's did carrying she her child, life? right? Did she live a hard life, or was she, or did she grow up Methodist? <laughs> and in youth group, the popular guy knocked her up, and then went away to college and left her there holding, mm. holding the. Well, that's holding a whole other take child. I hadn't even thought of. And her family kicked her out, and she had nothing to do but, but dance yeah. for. The fleeting affections of desperate men. Right. And now, all of a sudden, at the end of this movie, she's a heroine who ends up going on the Christian women's circuit speaking to her with Belong. And she inspires <laughs> she inspires hundreds of thousands of Christians. And then her family tries to get back in her life. And she's just like, no, I, I'm sorry. I, I, gotta, I have I burned that bridge. I have to do me right now. <laughs> What is what is Charity's memoir called to be sold at Lifeway? Oh, uh, charitable whatever's well, okay, so we gotta play off the word charity being love, right? The greatest so of these is charity something oh, like that. Mm, See, I was I thinking like, like that. from the pole to my soul, something like that. <laughs> How Jesus transformed my life from the inside out, something like that. Because a Lifeway crowd would a Lifeway they would gobble that up. That's actually really good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That from would... the pole. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> good. Really that's real sense. good. We can go with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. Couldn't I think you, you see, need to pitch that. Couldn't you see, like, the main guy character? Couldn't you see him being, like, a really good father to Charity's, like, tiny little oh, daughter? Oh, 100%. Yes. Like, his own child and then they actually end up kind of looking alike like the last shot you see oh my gosh they actually have the same color eyes the same skin color okay and I then you're it. like 
Yeah. I've got it. She is a fixture inside the restaurant Eden. Like, she is like one of, like, she stands like up at the front with the hostess. And when people come in, the little girl like races out to them and hands them menus. Oh, it's like that's a little, good. little cutesy touch. Yes, the, that's good. The, the main character walks in one day and the little girl runs up to him and hands him a menu and he opens it up and there's adoption papers <laughs> inside. <laughs> that's good. I like it. All the while someone's filming at Facebook Live so you can see the sweet tender moment with 100,000 other people. I like it. I really like it. Yeah. Who could we cast as the main guy? Mm, I mean, is there anyone besides Kurt Cameron? Oh, no, it can't be Kurt. No. <laughs> Who else is there? It could be one of the guys from King and Country. Like, they've decided they're actors now. Well, I don't know any of their names. Um, who else could it be? It could be... Um, I mean, could we go Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> yeah, for sure we could. Could we go yeah. uh, Zane from One Direction? Oh, I think I like Shia better. I think he would be great. Yeah. No, I got it. Justin Bieber. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> It has to be Justin Bieber. Yeah, and then he could, like, sing out at the end. Like, there's a song. If it's Justin Bieber, then he's got to sing us out, roll the credits. Yeah, because that's part of his agreement is, like, he takes the lead role, but he also has, like, the, like, the featured <laughs> song on the soundtrack. Have you seen him? Like, he sings, like, some big Christian song right now. I don't know. Like, one of the really popular Christian songs. God's Not Dead? In his In his concerts, he sings it. I was really hoping it was going to be God's Not Dead. It's not God's Not Dead. It's like, I don't know, like Amazing Grace or something. I don't know. But he really gets up there and sings. I'm, I'm rooting for Justin Bieber Christian. Like, I want this to happen. Like, Right? Hang in Who there. doesn't want it? Hang in there, JB. Yeah, let's go Biebs. There's, uh, there's, hey, the foot is level. No, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. Hey, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I can get down with some Justin Bieber and Christianity, <laughs> but I, I definitely think he's got like an agreement with like the Christian radio stations and like his his single from Garden of Eden the movie is definitely going to be like in regular rotation inside Chick Fil A. <laughs> They're going to give away a CD and all the kids packages, like all the kids meals. It comes with a CD <laughs> of the Biebs. You get a package deal at Lifeway of like Justin Bieber's soundtrack <laughs> CD and. From the pole to my soul. <laughs> well, actually, no, because that wouldn't be a real book. That's, that's just a book inside the movie. Right, right, of course, right. Yeah. Okay, that, that probably means we need to wrap this up. If I'm, yeah. if I'm losing myself in meta scenarios for my faith-based movie about Jesus and strippers. <laughs> that's so good. So good, yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. <laughs> Jessica Thompson, it was a blast, as always. It was, yeah, for sure. I'm glad I could help you with your with your proposal. Yeah. Uh, you can your find pitch. her at um, Front Porch of the Fitzes. They'll be coming back shortly, I assume, once your brother yes. heals up from his injuries. Yes. And yes. you can find her on Twitter at the Jess Lou. Right. Don't forget the, the. Don't forget the, the. All right, Jessica, thank you for being on. Thanks, Matthew.